The following Art Trap production is brought to you by the Gallifreyan Embassy and has been made possible by donations from listeners like you. Live from a chameleon flight to Los Angeles, this is Doctor Who Podshock. Doctor Who Podshock. Okay, well, let's do it. Now, I... <laughs> uh, whatever it is, if it's valuable, send it to us. <laughs> <laughs> For the best in all things Doctor Who, it's Doctor Who Podshock, the podcast all about Doctor Who, the longest-running science fiction television program with Louis Trapani, Ken Deep, hello, James Norton, hello, news, fabulous, reviews, and fan mail for James, Uh, Doctor Who Podshock, from the Gallifrey Embassy and Outpost Gallifrey. You know, that guy James was really cool. Oh yeah, what blew that? I'm the Doctor, and who are you? This is Doctor Who Podshock, episode 140. My name is Ken Deep, alongside Mr. Louis Trapani. Hello. Across the Great Pond, Mr. James Naughton. Hi there. And joining us, uh, our friend from the North, Mr. Mike Durin. Hello. And our special correspondent, uh, Mr. Billy Davis. Hello, Doctor Who Podshock. <laughs> Hello. It's great to have you live on the on the show, Billy. It's I think this is the first Thank time you. you're doing the show, recording it live with us. You've done you filed many reports in the past, and it's great and it's great to have you live as we yeah, record. This, it's an honor. Like, I usually I usually just talk to myself in the background when I'm listening to the show. Now somebody's actually going to hear me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an honor to have the white robot on the show. <laughs> it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Well, today we have a a very special program. We're going to be previewing Gallifrey 20, the convention in Los Angeles at the Los Angeles Marriott, the 20th anniversary of the Gallifrey conventions. It's happening on February 13th, 14th, and 15th, 2009. It's going to be something spectacular, many guests, many things going on, and a live recording in front of a studio audience of Doctor Who Podshock with myself and James and Lewis. And, of course, Billy and Mike will be there as well, as as well as special guests, maybe some surprise guests. And it's going to be a fantastic weekend. It's coming up very soon in February. It's Great actually to- three weeks from today. Uh, it's going to be three weeks, to 21 days to, to this date. And, and, and adjusting to the time difference almost um, to the hour. Mm. <laughs> scary <laughs> no it's actually going to be fun We're this is going to be a, a monumental time because it's going to be as we've been saying the first time that the three hosts of Doctor Who Podshock will be standing live in person on stage together in one place <laughs> and purely from a from a personal um, uh, personal take uh, it's going to be great to meet James face to face for the first time I mean we've been friends for many years now and doing this show together and this will be our first time actually getting a chance to shake his hand and and um, and and sh- you know head over to the bar and have Indeed. a beverage together. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it um, uh, very much as well. I mean, it's been a long time coming, and we've been trying to organize this for I don't know how many years now, and for various reasons, you know, either you guys couldn't make it or I couldn't make it. So it's really cool that, you know, finally it's, it's going to happen and, and it's all going to come together. And hats off to you, James. I know you, you're flying across the Atlantic Ocean and then you have to fly across the country here. And, you know, I'm complaining about the six and a half hour flight, you know, from New York to California. You know, I, I give you credit. You know, that's, a, 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 you know, a lot that you're doing to, to be there. So we're, we're very appreciative of it. Well, so, uh, it's going to be really worthwhile, no doubt. So, somehow James is going to fly to LA and come home, come back to to the UK with a speaking part in Watchmen Two or or something like that. Some movie, he'll land some movie role somewhere. If only I'd love to be in Watchmen, but uh, I don't think it's going to happen. But <laughs> maybe we can all get cameos while we're out there. <laughs> There's always Doctor Number Twelve. Oh, wow, you know, it, I don't know about that. We'll see. <laughs> you know, I think if, James is going to be pretty surprised to see the type of love you get from the fans at Gallifrey last year. Ken and Lewis uh, just couldn't believe the amount of people that were walking up and saying, 
I, I recognize that voice. Oh, you guys must be the Podshot guys. They're rock and they get, they get uh, one look I, at us I, and they're I, like, oh, oh, yeah. Hmm. Well, that was the odd thing about it was that we weren't recognized until we spoke. So we could just roam around freely without calling attention to anyone. And then as soon as Ken and I would start speaking to each other, then a little circle of people would start <laughs> circling around us. And <laughs> it was very cool. I mean, it was, it, and it's very humbling, too, because you... you I'm sitting in my office at home, you know, with all my junk surrounding me and sitting in front of my, my little laptop and stuff. And, and you don't realize that so many people allow you to, to, to um, be a part of their lives. You know, they're, they're listening when this finally comes out. They're listening on their iPod or in their car or something. And um, it's great. It's, it's definitely a, a great feeling. And, and we've met a ton of interesting people, including Mike. I mean, a, a prior to doing Podshock, I, I never never met Mike before and, and, yeah. and didn't know who he was. And, you know, you strike up friendships and associations and things uh, because of this around the world. Uh, James is a great example. We we are going to meet uh, our, our man in, in Leeds, James, or in York. Well, York at the moment, yes, yeah. Okay. And, and you meet interesting people, and that's part of the community of Doctor Who, and, and whether you're part of a podcast or not, if you're just at the Gallifrey Convention, there's people from all different walks of life, whether it be artists or scientists and uh, teachers and, and, and just people doing all kinds of different things, and you meet and you have a common bond, which is Doctor Who. You enjoy the same show, and, and chances are these people are, are open-minded and, and, and forward-thinking because that's what the show preaches. That's what the show is all about. So you're usually getting a group of people who are, are what if kind of people. Hey, what if this happened? Wouldn't it be great if we could do this? So it's just a great a great sense of community. Uh, but before we start previewing Gallifrey 20, I let can we jump into the Doctor Who newsroom for a minute? Because there was a bit of breaking news uh, the last two days about the, the next special. Yes, mm. yes. We have an announcement as to the Planet of the Dead. Planet of the Dead. Planet of the Dead, the first special of 2009 with David Tennant as the Doctor. We have some some casting news that Michelle Ryan was cast in the special. As well as Lee Evans. As well as Lee Evans. So that's our... Uh, we'll get James's take on this because I, I'm unfamiliar with, the, with uh, Michelle Ryan or Lee Evans. Well, Lee Evans, um, I actually uh, heard about Lee Evans um, being on the specials. I was actually watching Friday Night with Jonathan Ross. It's a big sort of uh, chat show here mm. in the UK. You guys probably won't have heard the news about it, but um, I don't know if you guys know Russell Brand. Uh, he's also uh, another big comedian here in the UK. And him and Jonathan Ross were on a, on a, a radio program and they made some rather lewd telephone calls and got into a whole host of, of trouble. So Jonathan Ross was suspended um, from broadcasting on the BBC for sort of three months. So it was his first sort of show back, and he's, he's sort of hugely popular. I, I don't know if, if you could liken it to something like... Um, he's kind of like Jay Leno or um, that kind of a, a character... Um, and so this was his first show back after his suspension. And Lee Evans was one of the guests, and they talked a little bit about the fact that he was going to be in Doctor Who. So this was the first time that I heard about it. And uh, Lee Evans is, is a, a very popular comedian here. He's, he's renowned for his very sort of slapstick-style humour. He's a very sort of visual comedian. He does lots of funny things with his, his, his face and his, his, his mannerisms. Um, and he's almost like a, a modern-day Norman Wisdom, who is kind of like his sort of comedy predecessor. But he's been in a few American films. Is it Mouse Hunt or Mouse Trap, something like that? Uh, a lot of, you know, sort of comedy shows, mainly sort of targeted at kids, I think. And as for Michelle Ryan, um, she's quite a well. She's not, I wouldn't say she's new to acting, because she's been in uh, EastEnders, which is a, a hugely popular uh, soap opera here in the UK. She played uh, Zoe Slater for many, many years, and uh, most recently, to my mind, she she was cast as um, the Bionic Woman. She was uh, 
uh, in sort of the re-envisioning of that series, she came back and, and played the bionic woman. Sadly, um, her accent was taken to task because she was playing this role with an American accent and a, quite a poor one, I have to say. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, well, I don't think it's just as a result of that, but that was one of the many factors to why the show got cancelled. They were going to do several series and so on. And I think even... Um, ITV1, which is sort of the rival to the BBC, uh, they had their biggest like viewing figures in a month as a result of broadcasting the first episode of, of Bionic Woman, sort of the network premiere over here in the UK. Um, I'm quite excited about it. I mean, we, we, we kind of chatted about it last week, um, all, th- all four of us, because, uh, you know, Mike had brought it to our attention that it was rumoured that she was going to be a companion, but, you know, we don't necessarily always talk about rumours on the show and things. So, um, but I'm I'm quite excited. I think she'll, I don't know quite what to make of Lee Evans because he's going to be playing some sort of professor type character from what I hear. So it will be a little bit different from what, you know, we're used to, unless he's going to be sort of a, a real sort of bumbling professor, real sort of lovable character rather than, you know, someone who's intensely clever um and michelle ryan i'm quite excited about because um i think she's got a lot of potential from what i've seen of her acting she's a pretty damn good actress um and also she's she's not bad on the eyes either i have to say so <laughs> of course uh, michelle ryan of course was also in uh Stephen Moffat's Jekyll with James Nesbitt last year or the year yes, before. Yes, that's right. Yeah. A lot of people it's might leading, remember her from that series. It's leading to rumors that she may stay on into the Matt Smith yeah. era as a companion or, or perhaps return um, based on that, exactly what, what Mike just said. Well, mm-hmm. initially these rumors did start up with her being as the new companion for the 11th Doctor until you know, were until actually photos leaked out of the shooting of the special with her and David Tennant together, you know, where I, I think maybe that's where between what you just said about Jekyll and, and those rumors coming together with the photo photography of um, Tennant and her together shooting Planet of the Dead led to that. This is no guarantee that she will be a regular companion. This is just speculation, but, you know, you never know. This is how Catherine Tate started, so... One never knows. Yeah, it could be the same for Michelle Ryan. I mean, who can say? Um, certainly, I, I really hope that she will stay on because she's got a lot of potential there. Um, although, having said that, I do kind of hope that they have more male companions in the TARDIS uh, this time. I hope it's not going to be, you know, all about romance. I think that um, the last series with... Um, with Donna worked very well. They didn't have any, they were just mates. They were just good friends. And I'd like to see, you know, more, uh, companionship like that in terms of uh, a platonic relationship instead of, you know, always being this kind of like, will they, won't they, you know, get together or whatever, or is there hanky panky going on in the TARDIS? Um, I'm not such a huge fan of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, James, as well. I am hoping that's the case, though. With Stephen Moffat taking over, I'm a little cautious whether or not they'll do that or not. Um, Though he, if any indication of of previous stories can point to it, it's it's usually um, not the companion, but another character that is... um, that that's that's the romantic interest for the Doctor in his stories, for the most part. Mm. Mm-hmm. But that's it's there, <laughs> nonetheless. Mm. All right. Any other news that we wanted to touch upon? Well, I just wanted to make a note in case you haven't seen it. There is a picture of of David Tennant and, and Michelle Ryan together from the Planet of the Dead. Yeah, in the train or something, right? It, or well, it a looks bus, like it looks a, a bus. A bus. Okay. Yeah, an old London double decker bus. Because there's been some pictures circulating on the web of of them filming on on such a a bus and things. So. Uh, I think I think that's what it looks like. Also, um, in terms of when the the episode is going to be shown, it will be shown at Easter in the UK, which I think April is 12th. quite late this year. Yeah, April. Yeah, so uh, somewhere around that. So sort it's of going time. to be on on a Sunday, James. That's what they're saying instead of the traditional Saturday, like the night before. Well, all they say is that it's screened at Easter, and and that could mean anything. It doesn't necessarily mean you know Easter could be Sunday. The 
yeah. could be the Saturday. I think they prob- it probably will be the Saturday yeah. because, you know, in the UK, when we, we talk about Easter, we tend to talk about sort of the long weekend as in like Good Friday uh, and Saturday and Sunday and then the bank holiday Monday as well. So, and Doctor, uh, yeah. yeah. Doctor Who has premiered on Easter a couple of times since it's come back. So mm. there is some tradition in, in having a Doctor Who on the, on the Easter Saturday. Mm. Mm. But good news anyway, because, uh, um, well, I think I've mentioned it many times before when we were talking about um, the next Doctor and things. I'm I'm really excited to see what's going to happen with the specials and uh, I'm looking forward to Easter very, very much now. It's a, it's a it seems like a pretty quick turnaround for a Doctor Who story. Of course, if they're they're just shooting it now and it's going to be on television in uh, in mm. two and a half months. That's what I was thinking. I mean, I'm just hoping that the mill. I mean, obviously they've got enough time to shoot it, but I hope the mill have enough time to uh, to do to work their special effects with it because it, to my understanding, uh, all the specials are going to be about an hour long. So it's considerably longer than just the standard episode of 40 minutes or, or whatever. So um, I just hope well, that they have time to work their magic on it. I'll run a, a quick theory by you with the four specials for 2009 and the fact that, as you said, there's a quick turnaround on this. Perhaps this is the least expensive story yeah. of this block leading up to something fantastic. And this story is a, a smaller scale um, like um, midnight, something along those lines, where perhaps mm. it's not a special effects laden story, True. and they are saving or building up to something you know more fantastic as we go through these specials. So that's a possibility. The other possibility is that they've already done their second unit photography, and they're really just um, plugging in David Tennant's parts, the main the main parts. Yeah, they, they had to. He had a back injury as well, so they, you know, purposely maybe you know held off production until later in January until he was able to uh, mend. He had a, um, mm. I forgot what it was. It is a disc, a slip disc, a I slip think, disc. or something yeah. along those lines. And, and if he hadn't been injured, he would have still been in Hamlet up till January. That's 10th, true I think. as well. Yes. Yeah. So, um, it, it, I think that's a. a worthy speculation there can because it certainly seems to be the case that for the past couple of series anyway that they've uh, they've started off slow in terms of you know spectacle and so on and really then pulled out all the stops for in a massive finale mm-hmm. and i assume and i guess that all of us assume although maybe erroneously that um what we're going to see happen is is we're going to see in the last special the regeneration. So, um, or at least that's a safe bet. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be a safe bet. I doubt that they would leave it till the new series um, to to show the regeneration. Um, it will be see, kind uh, of a- Sylvester McCoy drop out of the TARDIS wearing a, a wig. <laughs> <laughs> Something along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think that's all that I don't know if you guys wanted to mention anything else, but uh no. That's as far as I, everything of interest that I can see in in terms well, of news. Our, that was our main main story, so uh, yeah. mm. we we really want to we want to get into our feature presentation, the main reason for doing this episode this particular weekend in order to have it out in time for um for Gallifrey 20, but I wanted to make a quick note, uh, speaking of Easter, as that's the weekend of the Bon Voyage party for the Doctor Who Sea Cruise, and the Bon Voyage party is Easter Sunday, that evening. It's sponsored by uh, Hurricane Who. Uh, yes. Yeah. So that's a quick shout out and plug for that event, um, which would be great if it was a, an event where they were perhaps previewing or watching uh, the uh, the Planet of the Dead. Which um, be a great weekend. We have that on Saturday, perhaps, or Sunday, and big party with uh, Fraser Brigadier. Yeah, and the other two guests is um, Nicholas Courtney, right? And Nicholas Courtney, Fraser Hines, and Richard Franklin. Richard Franklin, big guests. Thank you. Uh, on both the Sea Cruise, on, on the Doctor Who Sea Cruise, and on the Bon Voyage party. Hence the term Bon Voyage. And uh, let's see, one other thing. Uh, Lewis and I, along with uh, Billy, are heading to New York Comic Con the weekend before uh, Gallifrey right. 20. 
New York Comic Con takes place February 6th, 7th, and 8th. 2009 it's at the jacob javits convention center in manhattan new york usa colin baker is a special guest at the alien entertainment doctor who store table over the course of that weekend and he's finally officially up on the website website, yes um i may inadvertently have caused that with my phone calls and inquiries and uh paul Nell. paul carnell is also a guest as he is there as part of comic-con for captain britain so yeah. two Doctor Who guests yeah. there over the course of that weekend should be pretty fantastic, as well as a ton of other guests, from William Cat to J. Michael Straczynski to Chuck D. from Public Enemy, all kinds and of like things. Hundreds of people relating to the comic book field. You know, there's yes. just a lot of guests. I mean, you have to go to their site. To, I mean, I, I've been calling this the appetizer to Gallifrey 20, even though in scale this is a much massive, bigger convention size-wise, but, you know, just because of, you know, it's, well, it's great to have Doctor Who guests. I can't remember the last time there was a Doctor Who guest in New York City. <laughs> I can't. In New York City? I couldn't tell you. And just in New York, I think 10 years, if my memory is correct. At least 1999, I think, Sylvester McCoy. At Icon. 99? Icon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but so as far as um, New York City goes, I, I can't even speculate. It has, I, I don't know. And Colin Baker, for that matter, New York, perhaps... 89 if I, I, well i know he was an icon in 87 i'm not sure right then made any it's new the york baker baker thing oh the, the that was 86 the tom baker and um Alan baker. Alan baker the spirit of light yes yes so it's been a while <laughs> i'll say yeah for number six to be at our uh at our in our fair city and there's a doctor who new york pub meetup on the 9th i believe monday the 9th at the peculiar pub in the village in greenwich village and that's fantastic i believe paul carnell is joining them there if uh according to paul (laughs) he's gonna be there so it should be fun hopefully um if anyone's listening and you're in the area hopefully you can join us there too lewis billy and myself will be there for that that uh always a great time with the dwny folks great people great meetups if you are a New Yorker and you're a Doctor Who fan, that's the place to be. And there's something else I wanted to tell you about with the Comic-Con, and I'm blanking out on it now. Ah, we'll get back to it whenever we can. Oh, yes, I did. Uh, I reached out to the Doctor Who store just to kind of um, finalize this kind of thing. Uh, Doctor Who store is located in, in Chicago, and um, apparently they're coming into New York for Comic-Con and then going directly to Gallifrey. I, I, I was thinking they're might have been like an appearance at the store but that's not tr- that's not the case they're going directly from new york to la from convention to convention so mm-hmm. just in case any of chicago listeners were were curious or wondering about that it doesn't look like that's going to happen as yeah. we uh-huh. are as well we're we're not stopping in chicago we're going from yeah. new york to la no, it's going straight it'd be great if we were on the same flight ago, so. that's right uh chicago taught us when you know and as billy was there to um, witness that's true. That's true. He was he was just in in the windy city. It was fun. <laughs> you can quote <laughs> Billy on that. <laughs> All right. So we'll uh, we'll be right back with our preview of Gallifrey Twenty right after this. Hello, my name's Wendy Padbury, and you're listening to Doctor Who Podshock. What's that? It's a sonic screwdriver. Never fails. Drop the sonic device. Isn't my day, is it? Even the Sonic Screwdriver won't get me out of this one. Are you seeking Doctor Who news? The Sonic News Driver. Selected Doctor Who-related news stories delivered sonically. All in a bite-sized podcast. No bigger than a jelly baby. This can function as a Sonic Blaster, a Sonic Cannon, and a triple folded Sonic Disruptor. Doc, what you got? I've got a Sonic Cannon. Oh, never mind. What? It's Sonic. Okay, let's leave it at that. Disruptor Cannon what? It's Sonic. Totally Sonic. I am Sonic to the Sonic what? Screwdriver! 
The Sonic News Driver. Find it on iTunes or go to sonicnewsdriver.com. Who has a sonic screwdriver? I do. The Sonic News Driver. Get yours today, sonically. Neat, isn't it? And we're back on Doctor Who Podshock, Ken Deep, James Norton, Louis Trapani, and of course, Mike Durin and our special correspondent, Mr. Billy Davis. We're back for our Gallifrey 20 preview edition. Just want to say, first off, if you need to email us, you can always do so at feedback at podshock.net. Feedback at podshock.net. And we want to thank everybody, the listeners, for their support of Doctor Who Podshock. And we appreciate when you are... Dealing with people um, in the Doctor Who circles, if you tell them that you are a listener and supporter of Podshock, that would be awesome. When you're ordering things from different stores, you can feel free to say, hey, I heard it on Podshock. That would be great. Let them know that uh, that you're out there and that we're out there. Okay, Doctor Who Gallifrey 20, well, it's actually Gallifrey 1, 20 to Life is the official name of the convention. February 13th, 14th, and 15th. 2009. It's at the Los Angeles Airport Marriott Hotel. It's a beautiful hotel. Great pool, by the way, uh, as Mike can attest to (laughs) as one of his highlights for the uh, for the weekend. And there's much partying and celebration uh, about Doctor Who, about all things Doctor Who, old and new classic series, current series. It's a it's a great balance of of Doctor Who um, events and um, discussion and guests. It's a nice blend, and it's pure Doctor Who. The dealer's room, you walk in, it's just Doctor Who stuff. It's woo, it's good stuff. Uh, there's representatives there from other conventions, which I think is awesome. It's a nice community of convention organizers, people from Chicago TARDIS and Hurricane Who and the Sci-Fi Sea Cruise among the, the conventions that they'll have a meet and greet there and a chance for, for you to meet other convention organizers, and they'll tell you, he'll give you a preview of what they're doing, what they're up to. And I think that's that's fantastic. I, I think that we have a um, a very finite group of Doctor Who conventions in the United States, and the fact that um, that they're all together on this, they're, they're they're circling the wagons, so to speak. They're all together in unity and solidarity, and saying, "Hey, if you if you live in Chicago, here's what they're doing. If you're down in Orlando, here's what they're doing. If you want to go out on a cruise, here's what they're doing. That's great." We have a, a strong Doctor Who community, and and it's a blessing. And this is a great example of it as as one of the things going on at the convention. Great chance to meet the Los Angeles Time Meddlers. Do their uh, meeting, their monthly meeting at the convention, so you get a chance to meet one of the local fan groups. I think that's fantastic. And um, well, just to, on that tone, I just want to say that last year was Ken and myself's and and um, Billy's first time attending Gallifrey, Gallifrey 19, and I just want to thank everyone there. We had such a warm welcome. We were immediately welcomed as family as if we'd been attending, you know, for the the previous 19 years, you know, and, you know, spiritually we were, I mean, we were all like-minded people, but it's, it was an immediate connection right there, and we were greeted with open arms, and, and it, it was just a great feeling, you know, so I, I do appreciate, and, and I think that's what for people to expect that's i mean it's it's great to know that you can go here and just strike up a conversation with a complete stranger and and have fun with it you don't have to worry about it you know and it's it's we're all family there yeah every year you meet more and more people and then uh, i guess the next year the the problem is finding even find that you have even less time yeah <laughs> it's a curse and a blessing at the same time absolutely and another point is that we didn't mention this in the news section because it's not really Doctor Who news per se, but this uh, convention, I think, is going to be dedicated in the loving memory of Bob May. Bob May was there last year, and for those that don't know, Bob May is the was the actor that played, most mostly known as the actor that played the robot in Lost in Space, and he was a regular at Gallifrey. Uh, is a, a friend of Gallifrey. He was a good person. I had a chance. I didn't. We didn't do an interview with him, but I had a chance to spend a little time with him and spoke with him last year. It came off as a great guy, wonderful guy, very um, friendly, very. And he was there just so he can continue to connect with fans uh, and um, and meet people, and always took the time, even when he wasn't doing Q and A, a panel or whatever. He would still 
take your questions, you know, you know, and he didn't get tired of his enthusiasm was still there, even though 40 years had passed since um, Lost in Space. And he didn't get tired of the same old questions, what it was like putting on the suit and all that, being acting and that he just he had fun with it. And, you know, it's a shame we just lost him uh, just uh, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. He um, I think it was congested heart failure. No, he had we lost him. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I remember when you. We were in the dealer's room. He had his table there, and, and he was sitting down, and, and you walked up and, and struck up a conversation. You were there for a while. Yeah. Just yeah. chatting it up. I mean, that was the, – the accessibility to, to many of the guests, both the, the main stars and some of the, the peripheral guests that are there, the accessibility is top-notch. It's a very intimate convention, and although last year set the attendance record, and this year will pro- probably top it, there's still an intimacy to the convention. There's, it isn't a, it isn't a, a spectacle the way uh, perhaps the Comic Cons uh, in in New York and San Diego, or perhaps the Star Wars celebration. Some of these things that you've read about, where ten thousand, twenty thousand, thirty thousand people show up. There's an intimacy to these conventions that is that's great. And as a fan, you want to be able to to connect like that and be able to ask a question and 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 just be able to strike up a conversation. And you feel like you're part of something that way as opposed to the cattle pen it's also produced by yeah. fans for fans you know there are volunteers that are working the convention they're fans like yourselves and it's not a cattle con so it's not they're not treating you like cattle it's not okay let's move to this room and and you know insert name of guest here will be here or whatever it, it's treated more uh, as i said more on a uh, friendly level or family level where we're all there together in celebration of a series that we have a great passion for and that commonality is all shared among us and it, it, that, that sense of belonging and together. And I, I don't mean to sound like a kumbaya festival here, but it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's different than your traditional cookie cutter cattle, you know, convention where that's how they treat you. I like the idea that um, you could go into the main room to listen to a guest speak and, and perhaps you would, uh, go in for a particular panel and then you'd be relaxing let's say you're just sitting down oh wow it's great to you know to be off my feet for a minute and you wound up staying for another panel and it wound up hooking you in because the subject maybe wasn't the thing that you you directly went in there to see but you were like wow that's this this topic is interesting and, and that happened to me on a couple of occasions i went in and and billy said to me okay i'm going to go down i want to see this particular thing and i wasn't let's say, interested in it. And, but I had a few minutes. I went down there. I knew I would be there for the next panel. I sat down and, and wound up being totally hooked on the conversation that was going on because, again, everybody's passionate about what they're, what they're doing there. There's, there isn't this sense that, yeah, okay, geez, I'll go get my paycheck and get the hell out of here. It's uh, people who care about talking about the subject of Doctor Who, about the show and about science fiction in general. Another example I'd like to give you of, of that there's no really no separation between the fans and the stars and the, and the guests. It, last year I was standing at a panel and I'm just kind of standing at the door watching and Sophie Aldred comes up and like stands right next to him. She just stood there for like 10 minutes watching this panel. And that's really the way it is that everybody kind of mixes all in. There's really no feeling of separation between everybody. It's great. Yeah, that's a good point. The guests are not gated off into, you know, a separate area where they're not allowed to mix with the fans. They're free to roam around just like anyone else. And often they will. So you can, you know, be rubbing shoulders against, um, you know, Colin Baker. (laughs) You know, it's just it's that sense of freedom and and, um, the mighty shoulders to be rubbing against. Yes. (laughs) Every everybody has a memory at these conventions of an interesting meeting in the elevator or the lift coming up and down. It's always, you always <laughs> yeah. bump into somebody in there and it's always a good story. Well, that's, that's really the, probably the most substantial memories you'll have from, from any Doctor Who convention is those, those little moments, those things like, um, you know, you're at dinner, you're at the bar, you're, you're in the lobby or you're in the elevator and something happens. And there's this regular moment between two people, not, actor playing a, a role and fan of the role there's and I, did i tell the story with the peter davison one in november where i was in the elevator holding pizzas and <laughs> i'm standing there and i realize i'm standing next to peter davison looking like the pizza delivery yeah, that's what you look like <laughs> you had like a couple pies in your hand and 
<laughs> and he was looking at the pizza like he was hungry. I was more than welcome to join us. I was like, yeah, you want a slice? Let's and little go. did he know at the time we were just interviewing him days before. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a, that's exactly what Yeah. It's like you don't, and then that's exactly what I said to him. I'm like you don't realize this, but we were speaking to you two days ago. <laughs> Did, didn't he say at the interview the next day, "Where's the pizza?" <laughs> it's funny, uh, yeah, with all the memories from Gallifrey last year of of all of the the, the official programming and the bar and everything. Uh, one of the things that stands out for me is actually just a particular corner in the hallway where, for the entire convention, the same group of people, and uh, it's where I met. I think it's where I met Lewis, Ken, and Billy. All tended to congregate at that one spot throughout, throughout all three days of the weekend. And uh, other people would come by, and I spent hours at the end of that hallway. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's a hallway near the main room. We would always yeah. just stand there because you <laughs> – you were had an you were in earshot of the programming, but if you had people coming up and talking, you weren't really interrupting. Any, you, know, you don't want to sit in the middle of the of the auditorium and start chatting it up. It's just colossally rude. But at the same time, you want to hear what's going on. So you're trying to do both at the same time. There's definitely some multitasking going on, and it's the same. Um, there's a, a lobby in the Marriott that has tables and chairs and couches set up that that's where champions and the two other restaurants and the Starbucks there all sort of intersect. So you'll have people will just, you know, pop a squat and, and someone will go off and grab a coffee or grab a drink or something. And, and everybody has to pass through the central point. So at any point you could be walking by and there's someone just sitting down for a moment. And then of course someone will come up and, and strike up a conversation or they'll be there with some friends and and if you if you walked up and said hello it's it's um there isn't this air of you're bothering me it's hey great to see you there's that that feeling there and i think that also that goes back to to the fans the people going to the convention that um there's a there's a level uh within the fandom now that there isn't this um stalker craziness you know drooling geekiness geekiness going on there's sort of this very adult very we're all here together because we share the same interest kind of thing going on every there's nobody who's you know bothering guests everybody's just like well i'm they they need their space right now i'll have my chance in a moment to say hello or maybe i'll catch them tomorrow or something like that there there's a respect there's a personal space respect going on amongst the guests i think that's why they're accessible so this goes back to the people just attending the convention aren't these you know yeah uh, i'm following you you know any of that kind of yeah. stuff going on <laughs> So it's also now because uh, sci-fi fans kind of have grown up. If you look at the the majority of the people that come to these conventions, they are older people. Uh, maybe in the 80s, it was kids. You know, science fiction was always thought of as a kid's thing. Now it's definitely moved up maybe 15, 20 years, as the, I think. I, I would agree on one level and that I think a lot of us that were at conventions 15 or 20 years ago and are still there are now older. But especially since the the new Doctor Who series, there is a an insurge of of younger fans as well. I'm noticing of teenage fans. Not uh, mm -hmm. they're they're not the majority like we might have been in the 80s. Uh, right. But, but, but how about at the how about like at Gallifrey last year? Did you I, think there was a it's, younger Gallifrey crowd? is getting Gall I've been going to Gallifrey for nearly a decade, and it is getting younger a little bit each year. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think I think this year it's really gonna we're gonna see a lot more. Uh, people maybe under 25, under 20. Than Especially with ever the Porchwood guests. Yeah, but that's a yes. good thing. I mean, we've got, yeah. it's, it's always we'll good to... will keep it alive. Yeah. 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 Well, some, somebody has to take over. <laughs> yeah, take the reins. And, and perhaps, doing this. <laughs> perhaps it's the blend of the ages, that the blend of um, adult fans, perhaps in their 30s or 40s or above, mixed with the younger crowd, that everybody's just sort of... I don't know. There's just a nice blend there, and and everybody is very respectful. And I think if a fan was doing something not quite right, or a younger fan for that matter, somebody would be like, "Hey, come on, just back off." You know, like this is not mm -hmm. the right thing to do. But there isn't there isn't even that sense. It's it's it's, it's very hard to just put into words how how it is. Maybe it's yeah. the LA thing. I don't know. Maybe when you get to LA, you just instantly transform to LA mellow. East Coast, West Coast uh, difference, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. 
Now, James, you're the one person on this uh, on this discussion that hasn't been to Gallifrey yet. Uh, is there something that you're particularly looking forward to? Is there a particular thing that you're saying after looking at the schedule and hearing what's going on, saying this is what I'm I'm really looking forward to? Well, the thing is, is that I think we we touched on this last time uh, on number one thirty nine. We were talking a bit about it, and the schedule is just jam packed with so much good stuff. I mean, to be honest, it it I think for a lot of the stuff, I'm just going to have to toss a coin to see um, what 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 I'm going to be able to go to because there's just loads and loads going on. Um, obviously, the opening ceremonies is is a must. Um, I'd also like to go to uh, a lot of the sort of more sort of fan-run commentaries and things. Um, you guys were talking about the, the live commentary. I think the, this year it's on um, the fires of Pompeii, if I remember back to the, mm-hmm. the schedule with, with James Moran and, and Arnold uh, Bloomberg. That, I think, from just what you've told me about it, will be a real hoot. Um, any live commentary that I could go along and, and, and see... Uh, would be pretty awesome. Um, I'm kind of curious about um, a lot of the toga parties and things, and, and also <laughs> the the uh, karaoke. How that one's gonna gonna work out? You know, obviously after you've been down the bar and had a few few pints, then uh, the karaoke probably will be a lot easier. So I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, Podshot will have to get up there and we'll have to do a a duet or whatever well more than a duet a triple triplet or whatever or a that could be very scary quintet i got bring my well, video camera for that yeah yeah that that's blackmail material right oh, yes. there looking oh, yeah. it up onto youtube uh, straight well away. there's there are there are two podshock related events first off on sunday uh, scheduled at 11 a.m pacific time will be our live podshock recording in front of a studio audience it's 11 a.m in the main ballroom and of course uh lewis james and myself will be there as well as mike billy josh the whole crew everybody who's out at la and we have uh, two special guests right now slated to be on the show none other than phil collinson the producer of many years of the last couple years on doctor who this will be his first i'm sorry i I just wanted to make a note that this is his first convention appearance it's also his first appearance on doctor who podshock so it's um it's doubly delicious and of course mr toby haddock who does his renowned um moths ate my doctor who scarf routine he's doing that live on saturday night so sunday morning will be our first chance to interview him after seeing that live up on stage and it's a it's quite a you know it's it's a comedy routine but it's also it's also a bit of commentary in there and i don't know if you've heard it or or aware of it you know if you if you've seen it yet it's the u.s debut of this routine and um and it's going to be pretty interesting. And there's also perhaps a surprise guest joining us on Doctor Who Podshock Sunday morning, 11 a.m. in the main ballroom at Gallifrey. But there's an unofficial Doctor Who Podshock event, and that's going to be the meet and greet. And although it's called a meet and greet, it's not what you'd think as a meet and greet. You know, a meet and greet's normally a room and some people and people coming in. Well, and there's not going to be any meat there because some, some of us be, are vegetarians. There'll be no meat. Um, <laughs> and... And if greet is is code for being at the bar, then then greet is synonymous with. So it's a greet and greet. <laughs> it's more like a greet and drink. Uh, well, we're having on Friday evening after the opening ceremonies, up at the Champions Sports Bar, we're having a Doctor Who meet and greet. And you can't see my air quotes on that, but there'll be a, a meet and greet of a different nature, of an adult beverage nature. At Champions, Friday night after the opening ceremonies, Lewis, James, and myself together in one spot, toasting our uh, with uh, first Mike and Billy get together, and Billy and uh, Mike Durin and Josh and the whole crew down there hanging out. And you, everybody who's listening, welcome to come up, come in, and and and, uh, and have a toast with us uh, mm. for the the first ever meeting. So that's the meet and greet. After Just the before the, the toga party and then the karaoke. So hopefully we'll yeah. be sufficiently lubricated uh, for for those events afterwards <laughs> and you know we're really given we're really we're really painting this in a strange light but you know this convention isn't all um um, about alcohol. And, yeah, <laughs> there's actually a lot of doctor who going on we just happen to enjoy ourselves while we're there yeah well why not kill two birds with one stone as they say <laughs> 
And of course, there is also a uh, So You Want to Podcast Doctor Who panel on yes. Saturday morning at 11 a.m. in one of the smaller programming rooms with uh, uh, Lewis, James, Ken, and uh, I guess some guy, the guys from Radio Free Scarrow, and mm-hmm. is it Behind the Couch? What's yes. Yeah, it's um, Warren, uh, Stephen, and Chris from Radio Free Scarrow, and Damon and John from Behind the Sofa or Behind the Couch. Behind the Sofa. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is. Together. This is great. I, I love the fact that other podcasts are going to be there, that our podcasting community, in addition to the Doctor Who community, we'll have a podcasting community there. And as we've said on, on all of our past Doctor Who podcasts, we love the idea that so many there's so many Doctor Who podcasts that we do have a great community, and everybody has something different to offer. Doctor Who Podshock has something different to offer than the Tin Dog, than Behind the Couch, than... Um, than Radio Free Scarrow, than the WhoCast, as we all bring something different to the table. But to the listener, to you, you have the advantage of having it all out there. So when mm. somebody does an interview with someone, we're doing an interview with someone different. They're offering a review. Someone else is offering something else. What it means, though, is that we're all that as the listener, and and I'm included in that. I know Lewis and James and and Billy and Mike are as well. We just get the maximum amount of Doctor Who, and that's the best part mm. about it. No longer are we strapped to some crappy radio in the car listening to the same 14 songs over and over again or, you know, talk radio babbling on about the same crap. You, if you're a Doctor Who fan, you can listen to just Doctor Who. Mm. Mm. But th- this is an impressive lineup for the 20th anniversary. I want Phil Collinson, Colin Baker, Nicola Bryant, Wendy Padbury, Gareth David Lloyd, Kai Owen, Toby Haddock, Phil Ford, Keith Temple, Paul Cornell. Gary Russell, James Moran, Rob Shearman, and the list goes on and on. It's a very impressive list of authors and and writers, thinkers, actors, producers, people who are you know are just involved in in not only Doctor Who but in science fiction and science fact and great mm. stuff. It's going to be really really exciting, and uh, I think we're all geared up for it. And uh, it, it's worth it just to even to meet you guys and to meet the other podcasters who will be alongside us yeah. as, as well because mm-hmm. you know i think we all listen to to radio free scarrow and behind the the, the couch so uh, we had the radio free scarrow uh, you know hosts on our show before one of our live shows and yes they're, they're yeah. very active uh, along with myself and james on twitter so it's it'll be great to actually you know see them to meet person. them yeah, what we may well. be doing as well and, and i um i haven't spoken to um behind the sofa guys but um, they're welcome to join us is do um, outside of our live show but in addition to that do some recorded segments together as a joint show doing segments yeah with the, it would be fun the other to, to maybe could, we could meet up in that central area outside of champions and the other places where there's just you know and there's a lot of people passing by and there could be some great interaction yeah people yeah. just stopping by and seeing us doing this impromptu recording that sounds great mm. And mm. we're going to try to, while we're there on that weekend, you know, on our website or on our feed, you know, get live reports out. Either it will be audio or video or even if it's just text messages on our website just to key you in on what's going on at Gallifrey. If you're, you know, unfortunately can't make it to the event itself, you could still be a part of the event live while it's happening. Well, mm. Lewis is, Lewis, I'm sure, will be Twittering. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Well, active. Yeah. <laughs> as well as James, I, I, I hope. I joined Lewis in, in getting a uh, iPhone, so and I also joined Facebook at the same time. So I'll be posting messages on. We on, just have to get you on Twitter now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one step at a time, would you? I just yeah. got into 2008. <laughs> I haven't joined 2009 yet. <laughs> uh, it's always a great time. We'll, we'll be filing some reports over the weekend. If you can't make it, if you're away from Los Angeles, we'll be there uh, reporting on the scene. We'll put you at Gallifrey 20. Mm, mm. Uh, we know that we uh, promised that we would do a, a review of, of Four to Doomsday and also catch up on our um, feedback, but we're going to have to to leave that till next week, if that's all right with you guys out there. Um, but it's been just a nice little opportunity before Galley to all get together and sit down and have a chat and talk about what we're really looking forward to, and it's going to be really awesome. It. I can't believe that it's only sort of two, two or three weeks away. Yeah, well, our it's, show is three weeks away. The, the convention starts on that Friday, so it's actually less yeah, than exactly. three weeks now. We'll, so, uh, we'll be arriving there it, midweek that, that week, so it's, well, it's two and a half weeks you know, for us. Oh, yeah. And yeah. 
you know, just uh, some stuff to do to, to keep in mind before going there is that one, this is in Los Angeles. So if you're coming from a colder climate, this is going to be warmer. So dress appropriately. Don't, you know, you can leave some of the heavier clothes at home. You know, obviously, you know, you're going to need a jacket wherever you're leaving from. But that, that happened to me last year. I brought all things thinking that it was going to be cool in Los Angeles. I didn't think it was going to be cold, but I didn't know. I also didn't think it would be in the, in the upper sixties, lower seventies. And I wound mm. up sweating like crazy because I had sweatshirts with me and things like that. And, and it was mm. a bit warm. Absolutely. And, and if you're, you like going in the pool, don't forget to bring your, your uh, swimming attire because mm. there is an opportunity to go and, and use an, a fabulous pool at the, at the uh, LA Marriott. Mm. Very warm. Oh, yeah. um, great chairs and fire pits and things going on aesthetically just top notch also mm. where obviously i know it sounds like a you know it, it sounds self-evident but you know just bring comfortable shoes you're going to be on your feet a lot so dress comfortably uh, and it is los angeles space, and space. things are a bit pricier than they are in you know from back home and that's one thing that uh, if there's one knock about traveling or, or being for that matter in la is uh, as an example the, the places that you go restaurants bars things like that are are uh, you know a little bit dearer yeah, yeah. A, you yeah. need a few extra shekels and uh, if certainly if you're used to uh weekend conventions which uh say start on the friday evening uh remember that gallifrey starts at noon on the friday there's nearly a full day of programming on that first day there's uh uh, six hours of panels and autographs and discussions before even the opening ceremonies start. And uh, mm. re registration opens even earlier at 10 a.m. So so plan to be in town uh, for the whole day Friday. Uh, uh, if mm. you can, don't just uh, think you'll, you'll, you know, you cruise in on Friday evening and, uh, and, and pick it up then. And that's, uh, yeah. yeah, 10 a.m. Yeah. the registration opens, the dealer's room opens at noon, and it's like a kid in a candy store feeling when that door opens because it's an entire dealer's room of just Doctor Who and not like the common Doctor Who stuff. They've got everything. You have the big finish table and the Doctor Who store and 10th Planet and all these different places that all have tables there and T-shirt dealers and magazines and I just forget it. We are, in, we are single-handedly going to stimulate the economy that day. Yeah, uh, Convention registrations are still open. Pre-registrations will be closing soon. At the time of this recording, it's still open, so you can still pre-register. I believe you, you'll obviously be able to register at the day of the events as well. Uh, hotel rooms for the convention rate are um, sold out, but there are still rooms available at the hotel. We mentioned this in our last show. It's a big hotel, so... This, and you still can probably get a discount through various different ways. Um, you know, you take advantage of that. Another good point is, and we mentioned this in, the, in our last episode, was to do some pre-planning, print out the schedule, highlight where mm. you want to be, what you you know, what panels you want to attend, and this way you don't miss out on something and that you didn't realize was happening. So um, the schedule is constantly being updated. So uh, before you leave, get a printout of the latest schedule and bring a highlighter with you on a plane or, or you know if you're not flying however you're going and, it, Be and prepared. where the convention is situated in the in the convention area it's very simple although the con the con the hotel and the convention center are enormous the areas that gallifrey the convention uses is kind of kept together which i think is great uh you don't have to wander Oh, where's the so-and-so room? Oh, that's on the other side and make a right and go up the elevator and drop down three flights of stairs. There's none of that. Yeah. There's, you know, big room on one side, a couple of smaller rooms on the other foyer, uh, and there's escalators up and down. And that's really what you need to know. Mm. Mm. And the most important thing is have fun. Go there. Don't worry. Don't be frightened. Don't be scared. Everyone's there is, is going to be your friend and, you know, and just... I mean, when we walked into the hotel, I think we were greeted by Andrew Cartmel of all people, and we shook his hands and you know, got, made our yeah. way to our rooms. And right, we literally walked in the hotel, and Andrew Cartmel sitting there, and, he, and he, hello, guys, and <laughs> we <were> like, wow, <laughs> welcome to L.A. Mm. Uh, for those that don't know, he was a pretty, um, script editor, editor for Doctor Who and um, in the late eighties. And if you do see us or recognize our voices, come up to us and say hi. We don't bite. Yes, absolutely. Don't be shy. Yeah, and we'll always be glad to to have a chat to our listeners because, uh, you know, it's not just our show. It's it's your show as well. You've made it what it is, and 
uh, it's it's just great to to hear from 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 people. I mean, even today, I've had um, a few people message me on Facebook who are going to be visiting the UK and asking, you know, hey, what Doctor Who things should we see and stuff? It's it's awesome. So just come up and say hi, or you know, come into the bar and we'll have a drink and a laugh. It's always good. Uh, let me ask Billy, the white robot costume, is it making, and I'm pretty sure it's making an appearance at Gallifrey 20. Is that 100%? Well, Zoe is going to be there. So, I mean, wherever that Zoe goes, the white robot follows. <laughs> <laughs> and will, will, there, uh, will people have a, an opportunity if they want to take a picture? Can we, are you amicable as far as uh, taking a picture as the white robot? Yes, I think I'm going to probably enter the costume contest. Uh, on Saturday evening at 8 and mm. typically around that uh, all the costumes will come outside and people can take pictures and everything of the costumes. So so I'll do that. I'm sure I'll roam around a little. I'll go to the bar. I'll, I'll have my, my straw so I can drink through the helmet. <laughs> well, the white robot uh, does require lubrication. We, we know that. Oh, yeah, totally. So, uh, yeah, I I'm definitely will take the opportunity to bring the right white robot to L.A. for sure. Cool. I also want to say thanks on a, on a personal behalf to Billy. He's helping us with our uh, Podshock banners, which will be on stage during the recording and, and hopefully on stage over the course of the weekend if we can mm. pull the strings. and. Uh, and so wait, till you, wait till you see these things. Seven foot high banners that say Podshock on it. Really, really great graphic. A friend of mine, uh, my brother actually printed these things out on this professional uh, banner making machine. So it's this full color beautiful vinyl print that's seven foot high by 22 inches wide so our no friend, one will be able to miss us that's great our friend tris did the design and, and billy's brother did the, the printout and billy is actually building the stands because the stands were more and more expensive than the than the actual banners themselves to try to get something that would that would help hold, hold these it. things up yeah seven and foot tall i can imagine billy's a very clever builder and and yeah as he's a costumer and things like that he's he knows how to do these things that are just a great set of skills because I know I don't have those set of skills. And, he, oh, I can build it out of this. And he just goes and builds stands and things. And that's just mm. fantastic. So I wanted to say thanks, you know, both personally and on the show mm -hmm. for your mm. efforts in getting yes. this stuff together for L.A. That's sure. Thank you. Thanks for letting me be involved. I'm having a lot of fun with this, being, uh, being the new guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Billy, you just finished your run of Doctor Who, right? You're I did. Up to well, yeah, I actually just watched Survival, which, which uh, I ran through the whole uh, everything, all the seasons, and now I just got to watch the, the, yeah. the 96 movie, and, uh, and I'm really done. Then I got to move on to, to the big finish stuff. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, just a, a fact, a matter, uh, something that we take for granted, and in case you don't know it already, it's uh, the, ga the website for Gallifrey 1, 22 Life, and is uh, Gallifrey1.com. So check it out. Go there. You'll be greeted with a, um, a splash page in the center. There's a mm. panel for, you click on it, it will bring you to the Gallifrey uh, convention details. Mm. And there's, a, and if, of course, a link on our website to Gallifrey 1. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, of course, uh, as ever, please send us your feedback, feedback at podshock.net. That also goes along with if you if you want us to ask any of the guests there, uh, if we have the chance to have a chat with any of them, if you'd like us to, you know, record a little bit of an interview, maybe we can ask them a question that you'd like answering. So, uh, yeah, drop us a drop us an email. Mm hmm. All right, well, so, boys, is that, does that just about do it for our Gallifrey 20 preview? I think so. I think so. it's been fairly extensive, hasn't it? So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I'll see you and guys you know in two weeks. The same, the same thing goes for if you have a question, if you're heading to Gallifrey for the first time, you can feel free, if you have a specific question, to email any one of us or all of us at feedback at podshock.net um, for advice or, or you know, a question that you might have about the convention. Uh, we, of course, will respond in your subject line, please put Gallifrey 20 so that we know that it's a time-sensitive thing and not something for, for the show. Yeah. All right, guys. All well, right. thanks so much. And I'm thank excited. you for listening, everyone out there. <laughs> Absolutely. All See right. you guys in L.A. See you in L.A. See you in two and a half weeks. Cheers. Bye.
for listening to our special preview show of Gallifrey 20. As always, Doctor Who Pachak is by the fan run GallifreyNembassy.org and presented by Outpost Gallifrey at Gallifrey1.com. Doctor Who is owned and trademarked by the BBC. Doctor Who Pachak is not affiliated with the BBC in any way. Come back next time for another exciting and informative episode of Doctor Who Pachak. You can email us at feedback at podshock.net. Opening theme by Jeff Smith at thejeffsmith.com. Hey, we're going to all be at Gallifrey. You can follow our adventures there via Twitter. You can follow me at twitter.com slash Lewis Trapani. James Norton is available at twitter.com slash James Norton. And now Mike Durin has actually joined us on the Twitter um bandwagon if you will at twitter.com slash mike underscore durin we're still working on getting ken there <laughs> eventually one day this has been an art trap production and is brought to you by the gallifrey embassy and has been made possible in part by donations from listeners like you see you at gallifrey President of Gallifrey. <laughs>